Hi, this is Daniel James, and this is the podcast of Triple R's The Mission, a weekly radio show exploring the issues that impact the lives of Aboriginal people and those at the wrong end of social justice in this country. The Mission is broadcast live on Triple R each Tuesday evening. Hope you enjoy the podcast and feel free to get in touch via the Triple R website. Good evening. Welcome to episode 00001 of The Mission. I'd like to, of course, start off by uh, acknowledging the traditional owners, the Wurundjeri people, the, uh, from which I am broadcasting this evening, and uh, you may well be listening. My name is Daniel James, and I'm your host for the next hour. I guess the broad remit of this program over the coming weeks, months and beyond will be to explore the issues that impact the lives of Aboriginal people and those at the wrong end of the social justice arc in this country. There is a great deal of unfinished business in this land of ours and we'll use this little slot on a Tuesday night to speak to people at the forefront of the issues that shape the lives of First Nations people and help morph the identity of this country as a whole. There is value to be added, and that exactly is what we intend to do here on the mission. So with all that in mind, we're going to kick things off with our two great guests. Coming up shortly, uh, my first guest will be Jill Gallagher, proud Gunijamara woman and Victoria's first Treaty Advancement Commissioner. Uh, she'll bring us up to date where, um, where preparations for treaty negotiations are up to. It's such an interesting and uh, fluent environment, lots of moving parts. So uh, we'll get the latest with Jill shortly. And later on in the hour, I'll be speaking with Noongar woman and human rights lawyer Roxanne Moore about an evening, tomorrow night in fact, uh, for Aboriginal people and people of colour who reside in the federal seat of Cooper to speak to and with the candidates for that very seat. She'll be in to tell us all about that. So hopefully it'll be a good show. Thank you to Vaughan for another great episode of Double Bounce. You and I, Vaughan, will get to know each other very well over the coming weeks, months and years as we hand over, or you hand over to me, and I try not to uh, stuff up what is a privilege to be on the airways of Triple uh, R. So I guess the best way to connect with me will be via Twitter during the show. My handle is at MrDTJames. So if you have something friendly or constructive to say, please do drop me a line. Uh, I hope you enjoy the show. This is... The Mission with uh, Daniel James. You're listening to Triple R 102.7 FM. I guess before we go on uh, much further, I should probably uh, explain myself uh, a little bit and describe as best I can who I am to you, the uh, the dear listener. Uh, I'm a Yorta Yorta man. I grew up on Tanarong country in a place called Yeroa, which is Tanarong for joyful. And uh, sometimes it was joyful, sometimes it was not. Uh, I'm a writer, I write a bit, I write for uh, Indigenous X, uh, SBS, Crikey, on occasion. Um, I won a prize last year called the Horn Prize for an essay I wrote called Ten More Days. And uh, I've just kind of stumbled into this radio gig for which I am most grateful. It's actually an absolute honour and a privilege to now formally become part of the grid and to deal with the Triple uh, R community on a weekly Basis. This is a podcast from Triple R, an independent media organisation in Melbourne, Australia. Triple R is listener supported radio and receives no direct government funding. If you would like to financially support Triple R by donating or becoming a subscriber, hit up the Triple R website to find out how.
Welcome back to Triple R. You're listening to The Mission. My name is Daniel James. My very, very first guest on the very, very first episode of The Mission is sitting opposite me with quite a cheesy grin. Um, her name is Jill Gallagher Ao. She is a Gundijamara woman from Western Victoria, but she spent a lot of her early days in, on Gunai Kurnai country in what is uh, now known as Gippsland. She has uh, led and advocated for Aboriginal people her whole life. Last year, she was appointed the Victorian Treaty Advancement Commissioner. Um, it's very important to distinguish that it's not Jill's role to actually deliver a treaty, but it is her role to establish a framework for treaty to be negotiated. Jill Gallagher, welcome to the mission. Thank you, Daniel. I'm really honoured to be your very first guest. <laughs> Yeah, um, we've, we've known each other a very long time, haven't we? We certainly have. Go yeah. way back. Now, there is a lot happening, obviously, uh, with Treaty in Victoria. We were pretty much the first cab off the rank in terms of states and territories and setting up a process to, to move towards Treaty. May is going to turn out to be um, a big month for the, for the process. Do you want to give us an update as to where we're at in terms of moving towards a negotiating framework? Yep. Um, thanks, Daniel. Yes. Um, before I do, I just want to say we're, we're really here in Victoria on the cusp of achieving justice mm. for our people in Victoria, I believe. Um, and as you said earlier, I'm not to negotiate treaties, um, but my role is to set up a pathway so our people can negotiate treaties. So this has been just almost four years in the making. Um, we started, um, it might be three and a bit years ago, uh, when the state government put treaty on the agenda. So we've come a long way mm. to designing the First People's Assembly uh, of Victoria, and that's going to be our elected um, voice, so to speak, that's going to create the pathways for us as Aboriginal people right across Victoria to be able to negotiate our own treaties. Now, the composition of that um, representative body um, is going to be elected through a democratic process that Aboriginal people here in Victoria can participate in? Yes. There's um, 33 seats on the uh, Assembly. Um, 12 of those seats are reserved for existing entities, such mm -hmm. as the existing uh, traditional owner um, um, groups. They're the, um, the RAPs? They're the RAPs, yes, yep. um, that have that status. Um, and last year we, uh, we had um, 11 reserve seats, so we had a new RAP come on board, and so the model adjusted to um, include that additional RAP. And that was the Tungarong? No, that was the um, First Peoples of the Milawa Mallee. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, which is really awesome. And I had a meeting with them not long ago, Daniel, and it was quite exciting. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, so it is an exciting month. You are right. Um, this on the 10th of May, which is this Friday, Yeah. Um, we actually open up the enrolments mm -hmm. for Aboriginal people in Victoria to actually enrol on our electoral roll, not the Victorian electoral roll. Yeah, that's a very um, important point. Um, the, I mean, how many how many 
community consultations have you had now? How many people have you spoken to? Oh, look, I can't remember the exact figure, but I know it was in the thousands. Um, Yeah. In the early days, the treaty, uh, the interim treaty working group conducted uh, consultations right across the state. Mm -hmm. Then when I came on board as a commissioner, we did it again with the treaty roadshows. So we've had online forums, we've had face-to-face contact, we've had people write in and um, make suggestions and ideas about what the, what the Assembly could look like and how it could be uh, set up. Um, so we've had a lot of engagement, not as much as we would like, by the way, yeah. but we've had a lot and still a lot more needs to happen because we're not at treaties yet, Daniel. Yeah. I think, I think one, of the, one of the very strong messages that came out of those consultations was they wanted the, the Commission to establish a separate process Exactly. For the election. So outside the VEC, outside the AEC, AC, yes. a totally independent process. An independent process that we actually have a private company mm-hmm. who are experts internationally who run elections. Um, so it, the, uh, the electoral role will be owned um, and protected by the Assembly. Right. Uh, going into the future. Um, and there are privacy laws, you know, that the, the, yep. that the, the um, uh, role will be protected under those same laws. So people don't need to worry. No, people don't need to worry about their private information. Yep. Um, but it is exciting. Mm. We 10th of May, next Friday, we actually formally open up enrolment. So all Aboriginal people who live in Victoria uh, can enrol. You don't have to be a traditional owner? Not to enrol, no. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but if you're not a traditional owner, you actually have to have lived in Victoria for three of the past five years. Right. Um, so all Aboriginal people with that uh, requirement um, can enrol, um, 16 and up. Right. Yeah, that's a really important. Yeah. And it's a good reflection, um, a very sensible decision because it's a good reflection of how young the Aboriginal population yes. is in Victoria. And so very much so. You've got to give um, uh, people of that age a say in their future. Yep, I totally agree. And that came from the community. That wasn't yeah, a decision that I just plucked out of my head and said we're going to have 16 and up. Yeah. The community were very, very passionate about... And it's culturally appropriate too, by the way. Yes, you yes. Know, 16 and up. Um, so, but yeah, enrolments open up on the 10th of May. Yep. Um, people can enrol online. People can download the enrolment form mm-hmm. from our website. Yep. Um, people can ring us up. And we, and if they leave their uh, postal address, we will send them a postal enrolment form with a uh, prepaid envelope. Wow, luxury! Yes, <laughs> it's like a hey hey it's Saturday or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, pluck a duck. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, how old are you? Look, <laughs> <clears throat> uh, look. Yeah. My parents told me about um, hey hey it's Saturday. Oh, Let's just that, leave it at that. Yeah, yeah. Good absolutely. On you. Yeah, <laughs> I love that show. Oh yeah, it's uh, much missed. They they went a bit skew if with that uh, uh, that blackface on one of the last oh, episodes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, we won't mention the war, no. but uh, overall, no, a very entertaining show. Very much so. <laughs> um, what is the what is the address for the website? Do we know? First People's Vic. First People's Vic. Vic. Dot org. Dot org. Dot org. Just dot org. 
Is that important, I guess? Firstpeoplesvic.org. Dot org. All right. I'll make sure I repeat that uh, towards the end of the show. Thank you. So um, enrolment's open for people to vote, and then on the May the 27th, candidate nominations commence. Open. yes. Right. Now, that's, that's people who um, aren't already part of the um, 11 um, yes. uh, wraps yes. that are already part of the yep. representative body. This is for the remainder yep. to actually put their hand up and uh, uh, enrol in the process. Um, so the actual um, candidates, uh, there will be, um, if you deduct um, 12 seats from 33, that leaves right, 21 right. seats that will go for general election across the state of Victoria. Right. Um, candidates, uh, people, eligibility... To be eligible to run as a candidate, you have to be a traditional owner mm-hmm. from country within Victoria's. And recognised as such. Yes, yeah. as much, yes. As, as humanly possible. Yep. And then um, those candidate nominations close and then voting opens on July the 8th. Yes. Wow, that's really exciting. Yes, voting is open from July the 8th to the 21st of July. Okay. Um, in the lead-up to all of that, uh, the Commission has uh, partnered with Richmond Football Club. Richmond and Essendon. And Essendon. Yes. Cool. That's uh, that's pretty awesome. It's, it's, I think so. That, and that's public knowledge? Well, it is now. <laughs> it is now, Daniel. Wonderful. Wow. First scoop for the mission. Fantastic. Yes. Um, and so they're going to be both promoting uh, Trudy in the lead-up to the Dreamtime at the G game, which yes, is the week after so. next. Yep. That's very awesome. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think people sort of need to understand with the whole process is that we're getting to the point where there will be a, a framework, but the treaty itself or treaties themselves um, could be a number of years away. It could be, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, some of our mobs might say they're ready now, mm-hmm. but there needs to, alongside the uh, the assembly doing its job. So once the assembly is elected, its role is to basically do three things. Um, its role is to. Um, Establish and negotiate the self-determination funds. Yeah. The second uh, focus is the um, treaties negotiating framework. Right. So that's the roadmap. That's how all our mobs are going to get to negotiate treaties. Mm-hmm. Um, and the treaty authority. Which oversees the process and makes sure it's got integrity. Independent umpire, exactly. Yeah. okay. So that's the role of the Assembly. But along with that role, the most important role the Assembly has is we need to make sure that there's re- um, appropriate resourcing of our communities. So when treaties are ready to be negotiated, that our communities can sit round the, gov- the table with government on an equal footing. Yeah. So we don't get dudded, basically. Yeah, yeah. And there's, in, <clears throat> as you know, you know, some of our communities are at different levels in um, development. Yep. Um, some are probably not ready even, you know, five years away. 
and some needs more than others. So those re- so the Assembly has an important role to make sure that nation building happens. Yeah. That's really vital because when it comes to treaties, we can't leave anyone behind. No. I think, I think that's a really important point and I think it's a really important point for people to realise that the responsibility for treaty, the responsibility for this process, the responsibility for the integrity of this process has fallen on our generation to actually deliver. Um, there have been many warriors um, that have come and gone uh, in the social justice movement harping all the way back to invasion, that would love to have been around to have a swing at this thing. Um, and so the responsibility to, to deliver that is hefty. And it's also a message to um, the government or governments that, um, you know, I'll speak um, on, you know, from my perspective, that we're not going to be pushed around in terms of time frames. This is not a project that has a beginning and end date. It's, a, it's complex stuff. It's never been done before and we'll do it our own time. And if you want to come along, we'll do it with you. Exactly right. Um, that's exa- There are challenges. I mean, yeah. it's not an easy task. Oh, no. Um, and there's a still a, a big task ahead of all of us. Mm. But I don't think we can afford to give up. No, no, absolutely not. Yeah. It's, uh, we've come come too far. I think so. Yeah, and like like stuff is getting real now. You know, the the, the rubber is beginning to hit the road. Mm. Do you have um, many more community consultations to partake in? Not not community consultations. Um, um, not really. I'd still do community consultations when mobs say, "Look, we want the commission to come up and talk about." the model and how it's going to work and what our role is. Uh, I still do a bit of that. But once the Assembly is elected and and up and running, bedded down, um, my role doesn't exist, neither does the Commission. Your work here is done. Yes. Uh, Do you have any plans as to what you're going to do after... That is done? Well, I was thinking... So I was take a holiday? I was actually thinking I could help you out. Nah! Yeah, yeah. You could be Dickie Knee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Aussie Ostrich, I don't know. Yeah, I like that one. <laughs> um, you're going to go yeah. back to Vacho, the Victorian Aboriginal Community Controlled Health Organisation, or are you just going to... I'm on leave from Vacho, yes. Yeah, yeah okay. I'm on unpaid leave, so yes. Cool. Well, um, thank you for all the work that you've done to date. Good luck with the uh, work to go. It is complex and important stuff. Mm. It's important for our mob, but it's also important for our national identity. So I totally agree. And, and I would um, think that you would be one of the first ones to enrol, Daniel. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, awesome. yeah. Um, I'll be there virtually. Awesome. <laughs> Jill Gallagher, thank you for your time. Thank you, Daniel James. Uh, my name is Daniel James. This is The Mission, very first episode. Hope you enjoyed that uh, interview with Jill Gallagher, the Victorian Treaty Advancement Commissioner. Just a, um, a message to uh, the mob out there who are looking to enrol. I'll start the process of enrolling to, to vote for representatives. Um, if you go to firstpeoplesvic.org, the website is firstpeoplesvic.org. That's got all the um, information there that you need. I should also say, um, in relation to the music for this program as we move forward, 
Um, I will, of course, play predominantly Aboriginal music, but some of the issues that we will cover on here from time to time will be pretty heavy, so I'll use music to either complement or, or give us some relief from some of the, um, the heavy issues that we'll be speaking from here on here from uh, time to time. And if you want to, you know, find out, you know, the latest happenings in the uh, Indigenous music world, there's no better place than to listen to Still Here on Sunday afternoons with Neil Morris. Uh, what he doesn't know about the local scene isn't worth knowing. This is a podcast from Triple R, an independent media organisation in Melbourne, Australia. To find out more about Triple R or to explore many more shows, podcasts, articles, videos and interviews, head to the Triple R website at rrr.org.au. It is 18 to 8 on a Tuesday night here in Melbourne Town and I've got to introduce my um, next guest. Uh, Roxanne Moore is a uh, Noongar woman and a human rights lawyer and but she's in here as part of her role as a principal advisor for Change the Record. There is a uh, community yearning election forum tomorrow night at the uh, Aborigines Advancement League at 2 Watt Street, Thornbury. Kicks off at 5 p.m., um, uh, Roxy's done a fair bit of work around organising this. Um, so, without further ado, I'd like to uh, welcome you to Triple R, Roxanne. How are you? Good, thanks. And thanks for having me on the show. I think it's, um, it sounds like a really deadly show and glad to be on the first episode. No sweat whatsoever. Now, you are the policy advisor for... Uh, Change the Record. Do you want to tell us a little bit about Change the Record itself? Yeah, so we're an Aboriginal-led coalition um, which works to end the over-incarceration of our mob um, as well as the disproportionate rates of violence that our women and children experience. Um, So it's all of the kind of Aboriginal um, national peak bodies like... um, NATSL's First Peoples Disability Network, National Family Violence Prevention Legal Services Forum, SNAKE, um, Congress, among others, as well as like human rights organisations. So um, there's like Amnesty and Oxfam and um, Law Council and um, anyone who's really kind of working on um, these justice issues that affect our mob. Yeah, right. Um, so you've organised an event for tomorrow night in which you've got several candidates for the federal seat of Cooper. Um, coming along to actually speak to and with people. Um, What was the overall arching idea for for organising tomorrow night? Well, I think in the federal election, our voices are so silenced and Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people really just don't get a look in, you know, like being, you know, 2 3% of the population um, and not having that many representatives on a national level. We're always fighting to have our issues heard. Mm. Um, and in terms of justice, we really wanted to draw the links um, between issues like housing and social security um, and and the poverty that our people experience and how that's linked to mass incarceration and um, also extend this opportunity to have our voices heard to people of colour because we know that communities of colour are also experiencing the same kind of racial discrimination and yeah. injustices that we face um, on these issues. Yeah, no, the, um, the African community in particular has um, uh, been under siege uh, in recent years and months. Um, I'm actually surprised that there hasn't been more made of it um, in, the, in the election. I guess Victoria being such a key battleground uh, for the federal election, 
um, it didn't work in the state election for uh, for the Liberal Party, and I guess the national federal Liberal Party has worked out it's not going to work for them either. Um, so, which candidates will be there tomorrow night? So we've got. Um, Jed Carney, um, who is the current federal MP for Cooper, um, who's challenging. And there's also um, David Ristrom, who is the Greens, and also Kath Larkin from the Vic Socialists. Great. And you've got a bunch of um, uh, performances lined up as well. Yeah, so we wanted it to be like a really strong cultural celebration about our resilience and yeah. power as well, um, as and as well as having the opportunity to talk about these issues and um, for people who come along to have their voices heard with the candidates. Uh, the performances are really exciting. Um, we've got Maylene Slater-Burns, who is just gorgeous singer. Um, we've also got um, Culture Evolve, so Brent Watkins and his dance crew, um, Dreamtime Dancers, which is Naomi Murphy's Girls, um, as well as some spoken word from Idol Ali and Yusuf Hadar. Um, so it's going to be really powerful, I think, um, really powerful celebration, um, but also empowering in having our voices heard. And you've got representatives from uh, Tanya Day's family speaking as well? Yes. So Maybe just uh, give a brief overview of... Uh you know, the, the tragic story surrounding Tanya Day? Of course. Um, so Tanya Day um, was 55 years old and got on a train to Melbourne and never made it home. Um, she passed... She died from um, head injuries in hospital. Um, the head injuries she received while she was in Castlemaine Police um, Station. And um, the coronial inquiry is happening at the moment. Her family have been just so staunch in strong. fighting for justice and they really want the offence of public drunkenness abolished. And um, so April... Um, her daughter and um, Warren Stevens, um, family member as well, will also be there to um, to discuss. And we see really clear links with this. I mean, not only being a, a horrific death in custody that hasn't got justice, um, but also in the sense that these kinds of offences like public drunkenness, you know, like imprisonment for unpaid fines, are the things that... Um, target Aboriginal people and also um, our mob who are, like, struggling to make ends meet. Absolutely. Um, I, I said this to uh, Antoinette Braybrook when I spoke to her um, a few weeks ago. Yeah, peruse the streets of Melbourne on any given Friday or Saturday night and you could lock up half the population of the city uh, for public drunkenness, but it is interesting how, you know, the prevalence of that um, as a you know, an offence in which Aboriginal people find themselves at the centre of is, um, is still very much there. Um, of course, incarceration rates uh, re remain a, a massive issue, and particularly um, a, a massive issue in youth detention too, where 55% of kids in the youth detention system are actually Aboriginal and or Torres Strait Islander. Uh, what has changed the record doing to address those issues or to raise those issues as, a, as an issue for the broader community? 
Yeah, it's a really important one. And, you know, if we don't fix this for our kids, um, then, you know, these injustices are just going to keep going generation after generation. And um, so we, a couple of years ago, around the um, Northern Territory Royal Commission, when that got handed down, we produced a, a national plan of action um, called Free to Be Kids, um, which looked at the kind of solutions needed um, across Australia. Um, so, you know, having more of a focus on like prevention and, um, you know, healing and support programs run by Aboriginal community controlled services, but also things like raising the age of criminal responsibility to 14 years, um, as well as, um, like having, you know, better, um, family violence supports and legal supports, as well as ending the abuses that we see are happening, um, in, in prisons, um, you know, things like implementing the Northern Territory Royal Commission recommendations like shutting Dondale, which mm. should have happened already. Um, so these are all really important aspects and tying it back into this event, it's about, you know, in terms of the criminalisation of poverty, our young people are hit the hardest when it comes to this. You know, often our young people are racking up... Um, transport fines um in the in the tens of thousands um and and then you know it's it's this legacy of colonization where they entrenched this poverty for us and then now they're using prisons to warehouse us and and these like social issues rather than addressing them and empowering our community and getting control back to our communities you're locking locking people up is a a very simplistic solution to what are very complex problems. And, of course, it's not a solution at all. It just re-entrenches disadvantage and it keeps that cycle of, of disadvantage rolling and rolling and rolling. So um, I guess I'll uh, probably leave it there. If you're a very busy person. I've heard you on other radio stations uh, today that I will not mention. Uh, I'm not here to uh, give the opposition a leg up. God damn them. Um, but if you're looking to go to the Community Yarning Election Forum, it's at the Aboriginal Advancement League tomorrow um, from 5pm through to 7.30pm. Uh, as Roxanne said, there's going to be some great entertainment and some great speakers and it's going to be a great mix of uh, very serious issues, but a chance to put those issues on the agenda. We only are, we are only 3% of the population, so getting our issues on the uh, political agenda um, at any time, but especially Victorian or uh, state, sorry, or a federal election um, is a rare opportunity. So thank you for organising this for the mob and um, best of luck with it. Thanks so much. Yeah, we really encourage people to come down and have your say and be heard. Um, it's it's really important for us to um, have our voices heard and it's uh going to be a really beautiful strong empowering event so i hope to see you there tomorrow night from 5 p.m at the league good chance thanks thanks you're listening to a triple r podcast discover more podcasts from triple r exploring science technology food books social issues politics and more to listen hit up the triple r website or your favorite podcast platform time for me to get the hell out of here um, I hope I've uh, done the uh, the airwaves justice. Um, I'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening to the podcast of Triple R's The Mission, a weekly radio show exploring the issues that impact the lives of Aboriginal people and those at the wrong end of social justice in this country. The Mission is broadcast live on Triple R every Tuesday evening. 
Hope you've enjoyed the podcast and feel free to get in touch via the Triple R website. <laughs>